coming with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. What you say to Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. Then why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton. For punishment, the TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10, better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. Another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. 106.1 FM Nash icon on your radio dial. iHeart Radio app, TuneIn Radio app, free download for your smartphone or your tablet. Take the show with you anywhere. And, of course, Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is, you say it, everywhere. Anchors our home base on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. You'll find it there. And, of course, this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, Garland Gillen of Fox 8 Sports will be our guest. 
Looking forward to having Garland on the program. That's tomorrow. That's right, tomorrow, already Thursday, 1 p.m. on WLAE-TV. Our first rebroadcast at 6 p.m. on WLAE-TV. And then 10 o'clock on WLAE-TV 2, or we call it the Deuce. Uh, Friday night, 9 o'clock, uh, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock, WLAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the news, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television, and always on our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, always on the WLA-TV YouTube page, and always at ericasher.com. So again, Garland Gillen joining us on the program tomorrow uh, at 1 o'clock. This afternoon here on our program, Ali Cassell of the Bird Rights is going to join us at around 4.15, uh, and we'll talk some Pels with him. Also, again, the... NBA Finals starting tomorrow, Boston versus Golden State. Uh, and hopefully it'll be better than the Eastern Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals, which was an absolute bore. Uh, but uh, we'll talk to him about that. We'll talk about Zion, the latest article that came out about Zion, uh, that, again, the Pels are, are, are not going to give him uh, the full max extension. There's going to be some, um, uh, some parameters in there that, that protect the club uh, because of injury. So we'll talk about that. Sean Vazana, Fox 8 Sports, his weekly visit with us here on the program at 435. We'll talk Saints. We'll also hit on some college baseball with him. And then Glenn Gilbo of uh, Outkick.com is live and destined uh, at the SEC meetings. Uh, and uh, we'll talk to him about what's going on at the SEC meetings. And we've been talking about it over the last couple of weeks, right? Possible change in schedule for football, uh, you know, doing away with the Eastern and, uh, and Western divisions. Uh, and then, of course, the feud between uh, Jimbo Fisher and also Nick Saban, which seems to have been quelled just a bit, or at least, again, Saban's trying to quell it up in Destin right now. So we'll get into that, and also we'll talk to him about LSU uh, uh, and in the Hattiesburg Regional uh, this week. Uh, did not get a super, did not get a regional bid, unfortunately, uh, for the Tigers, but uh, we'll see how this thing kind of plays out uh, as, as they have to go to Hattiesburg. Uh, Kennesaw is their first, um, is their first game on tap, so we'll see uh, again how they play. They, they are the second seed uh, in, in that regional. Uh, of course, we'll get into some other college baseball as well. And um, the last half hour of the program, we'll, we'll jump into some, uh, we'll talk a little bit about what happened over the weekend with all the graduations and, and, and the violence, and then we'll get into also, again, uh, uh, more about what's happening with college baseball. Today's program is brought to you by the Katie's Family of Restaurants. Uh, a lot of you folks will be looking for a celebrity chef, Scott uh, Craig, joining us today on the program. As he does in the second hour, he will not. He is on vacation and a, and a richly deserved vacation, so he will rejoin us next week. But uh, the, this program today is brought to you by the Katie's Family of Restaurants, Katie's Restaurant in Mid-City, 3701 Abbeville, a block off the Canal Street Streetcar Line. Again, rated number one neighborhood restaurant uh, in the city. My Gambit, New Orleans Magazine, and, of course, you've always seen Scott on the small screen on Food Network's Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Go on in, enjoy again award-winning pizzas from that Brooklyn Stone-style pizza oven, a Sunday brunch that will make angels sing, uh, daily specials for lunch and dinner, today's specials, uh, tuna noel with vegetables, lump crab meat, and, and grilled shrimp, uh, two pork ribeyes with mac and cheese and vegetables, Mama Mary's meatloaf with mashed potatoes uh, and, uh, and gravy, and uh, again, fried catfish with potato salad with barbecue shrimp on top. Nothing wrong with that. And, of course, tonight the schedule uh, will, will change for them in terms of, of their uh, specials. Uh, and, of course, they'll have some of the specials for you. But Mama Mary's Meatloaf, they still got some left, will be carried over for those that are looking for that. The Gourmet Poor Boys, great New Orleans cuisine. Of course, uh, again, to find out more, 
uh, katiesinmidcity.com. Their sister restaurant, Francesca by Katie's on Harrison Avenue, one of the hottest restaurants in all the city now. It was hot in Lakeview. Everybody's found out about it now. St. Louis-style deli and so much more. Great family recipes that come from Scott's mother-in-law, uh, Italian recipes that, again, uh, you can uh, get a, get on, on, on a special. Also, Delicious sides, award-winning pizza, fantastic burgers, muffaladas, and, of course, some sandwiches that are unique to St. Louis, but also unique to New Orleans as well. FrancescaDeli.com is where you find out more information. 504-266-2511. That's 515 Harrison Avenue, Francesca by Katie's uh, in Lakeview. And then the Avenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Uh, get on in there and enjoy uh, Contemporary Korean cuisine, great uh, southern dishes for you. Soups, salads, daily specials, fresh Louisiana seafood. You can dine indoors, dine outdoors. Remember, they can also cater your next event. You can also run out the entire restaurant for your next event. That's right. Uh, that's available for you. BienvenueHickory.com. BienvenueHickory.com is the website. And, of course, uh, it's all part of the Katie's family of restaurants, a proud sponsor of our Wednesday show. Good good to uh, have you guys in the audience today. Again, uh, uh, let's head to the guest line. Uh, joining us on the program now is Ali Cassell of the Bird Rights. A lot to talk about uh, with the NBA Finals coming up. The draft is just around the corner. And, of course, again, we're getting very close to uh, where we'll figure out what's going to happen with the, the club when it comes to the re-signing of Zion Williamson. Will he get the full max extension? Will there be parameters in that in that contract to protect the club? He's got all the information. He's Ali Cassell of the Bird Rights. Ali, welcome to the show. Hi, Eric. Thank you for having me on. Good to talk to you. Always good, my friend. I hope you had a great Memorial Day weekend. And uh, well, I'll tell you what, while I was, um, while, well, you know, during the holiday, you know, constantly reading, right? And Dan Feldman came out with an article um, on, on NBC Sports that kind of played off what Brian Windhorst said on ESPN uh, 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 over the weekend, saying that, again, he's been told that the Pelicans are not willing to offer the full five-year guaranteed deal. Uh, and he said, and I quote, a lot of this flowing down from ownership. Gail Benson, the owner, is also the owner of the New Orleans Saints. And he says that he's been told that it's going to be a football-style Saints mentality when it comes to this contract negotiation. They're going to offer him a huge contract, but they're not going to guarantee it. Um, some of those, uh, uh, some projected can be between 182 to $195 million o- over five years. Uh, why don't you, at this point, kind of take it from there. Look. The, the, the NBA is different than the NFL when you're talking about contracts, especially when you're talking about guaranteed contracts as opposed to the NFL where only the signing bonus is guaranteed. Um, I don't know if you can have a football mentality going into an NBA contract, so maybe that's a misnomer. But I do understand the club wanting to protect itself be, because of, again, him being often, often injured during his career thus far. Right. It was an interesting analogy made by Brian Windhorst because he's a basketball guy, right? Basketball analyst for ESPN, and he chose to compare it to a football uh, style of contract, of of course, stemming from the Saints and Gale being the owner of the Saints as well, which is interesting, like I said, because there's a lot of examples you could point to in the NBA that he could have chosen instead. And the favorite we've all been using for the longest time is Joel Embiid, right? There's sometimes big men come in the league, they have injury problems when they're younger, and they overcome them. And Joel Embiid had the same issues. Our right? first two years, missed them entirely. Played only 30, 31 games in his third year. And so his second contract had a lot of stipulations. Right, He had to meet a quota for games played, minutes played. And if he didn't, and if he wouldn't have, he would have made a lot less money. But 
he of course overcame all his foot issues, back issues, to where he's largely been on the court for, you know, 70, 75% of the, the regular seasons, and thus he's earned a max-type deal. So I fully expect, and like we all have, and we've been saying that Zion's going to probably end up getting something very similar, to where if he plays enough games, spends enough time on the court, it's not going to be an issue. He's still going to get that max money that we all think, everybody probably in this world thinks he deserves, because when he's on the court, he looks like a superstar. But to protect themselves, the Pelicans are probably going to put it in just like the uh, 76ers did with Embiid. And other clubs have done it with other injury-prone young players before. And that is if you don't meet right those stipulations, then you can either get out of the contract or the player, said player is just going to earn a lot less over the lifetime of that contract. So it's just pointing all the directions of pointing towards. And, and Brian Windhorst and others that have recently said something on topic just confirms it. It sure looks like that. The biggest stickler is going to be, of course, what is Zion going to agree to, right? Like, what are those quotas going to be, and for how little can will he accept to get paid? Because we know if he meets those quotas, he'll get paid the max. That's almost going to be a certainty. Alec Cassell, the bird rights, is with us. You know, Ali, look, um, obviously if you're a fan of the, of the team, you want to be able to protect the club. You feel a little bit different about it now than maybe you did last year because, again, this team is a different team than it was. Uh, with, again, Zion Williamson out, the addition of C.J. McCollum, the growth that we've seen with Brandon Ingram, um, the, the three rookies who made an impact, obviously, on this team during the year. We could talk about, you know, Valanciunas. We go right down the line. It's a different team. Mm-hmm. And, look, you and I have discussed it on the, on the program. In my opinion, it's no longer a one-man team. Uh, you know, this is for the first time in NBA basketball here in New Orleans, and that goes back to Maravich in the Dome. This is no longer just a one-man team. This is a team, and and there there are other other parts that that, that are um, that are critical to its success. With that said, Zion uh, is is really kind of in a prove it to me year, no matter what. Do you think he would be willing to sign that type of deal, or is this going to be well, again, which would Griffin kind of talked about at the end of the season? That again, they want him to get healthy. He's been he's been cleared now, but he, again, it, it's going to be maybe a little bit more of an arduous situation than a lot of people believe it will be, uh, because those parameters may be in this contract. I don't think so. I honestly don't think so. I, I, it's been a rocky relationship. And the biggest issue was for me from Zion's vantage point was that he and his family, especially I think in his family and his group. They didn't like the fact that he was on a non-winning team, and you had to wonder about the future. Because they went nowhere in that first year, even though they had Drew Holiday, maybe Redick, Derek Favors, a lot of vets. I know the pandemic sent sideways, but that disappointing run in the bubble really hurt. Second season, Sounds played, what, 60-some-odd games, and again, the team couldn't even get in the play-in tournament. So that was the biggest issue for me was losing with he and his family. I don't think signing for a contract um, where the guaranteed money is going to be less than the max depending on how much he plays, isn't going to be, like I said, that big of an issue. He's going to be be making so much money in endorsements. And if he truly believes in himself and betting on himself, well, then he gets on that court, stays largely injury-free. I would think that – and it's not going to be for over the lifetime. That's one thing people have to understand. Joel Embiid and a lot of others, when there's that stipulation, it's really you've got to meet a lot of quotas in the first couple of years. Once you do that, then you're pretty much going to get paid the max where even if you have an injury down the road, say in your year three or four, you're not going to lose out on any kind of money. So Zion's not going to have to, but it's really overcome two years. And like I said, that seems awfully fair for a guy that, you know, has missed so much time. And it, it, and everybody's talking about it, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's in every corner. This guy's never been on the court but for 80-some-odd games in three years. 
Joe Embiid didn't put up much of a fight. I don't expect Zion Williamson to either. Ali Gassel, the Bird Rights, is with us. Ali, let's shift gears to um, uh, the draft, and then I want to talk a little bit about the, the finals before we get out of here this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, are you still pretty much in with the same bullpen that you've had uh, for the last couple of weeks, or have things changed? And if you would, for yeah, the audience I, that's maybe I, I just really tuning am. in, tell them who that bullpen is. Right. Yeah, no, I, first guy I circled once we discovered in the lottery, they stayed at eight. Benedict Matherin, you know, he, he's a wing who can really shoot the ball out of Arizona. You know, he spent two years there, and he really stepped it up this past year to where if anybody watched March Madness, I'm sure that game, Arizona versus TCU, should stick out in your mind where he scored 30 points, made amazing play after amazing play down the stretch. He kind of displays that competitive fire that I feel like this is what the uh, front office has stumbled upon by grabbing these uh, three rookies from last class, but also adding Valanciunas. There's a certain competitive fire within this locker room that I think Benedict Matherin also carries. So he would fit really well, providing the shooting that this team sorely needs from the outside, as well as, like I said, just being able to fit in. Um, and outside of him, the other names I've mentioned before, of course, is Dyson Daniels. He's a guard. that he, His shot's coming along, but he, he's a much better-known defender. He's got great size. He's about 6'7 or so. He's got reach upwards of about 7 feet. So think about having him out there on the court alongside Herb Jones, having such two dynamic, basically, defenders when you've got three great offensive players in B.I., Zion, and, of course, C.J. McCollum. I think that's kind of the route I want to see the Pelicans take. You shore up the three-point shooting or add defense, Uh, as we see, right? Look at the two teams in the finals, as we're going to talk about, Eric. Top two, Mm -hmm. Warriors and Celtics. So not only do you need to have some shooting, but you've got to be able to stop players top teams yes. in general, and the two best that were this season, they're in the final. So the Pelicans made a lot of improvement defensively, but they really were right there in the middle. I want to say the pack about 15th, and their shooting was close to 30th. So, yeah, look at Dyson Daniels, look at Ben Matherin. Maybe you can move up somehow and grab a Jaden Ivey or a Shaden Sharp. But that's why I think mm-hmm. the Pelicans should be looking at those type of players. I like to sell the bird rights with us for a few more minutes. Um, Ali, I will say this: that I think one of the thing, another thing that the the playoffs showed us again through the attrition of injury, but also uh, the depth of of a squad. You've got to be deep uh, because again, you might have problems with injuries, but you might also have problems again where the matchups are not there for you. So you got to have some depth. Possibility of them maybe trading out of the pick, get, getting a, getting another veteran. Is, is is that on the radar? I don't think so simply because that veteran's likely going to be making a decent amount of money. And the Pelicans, as it stands, even if they, pay, uh, if they were to keep the pick, they would be about $6, 7000000 million short of the luxury tax line. So say you trade the pick, who's going to be making about six, seven, eight million, something like, like that next year. But then you're also going to be upgrading the player, of course, to looking somebody making closer to 15 or suddenly – you're bumping your head up right against that luxury tax. And yes. I don't think Gail Benson's going to want to go over until we know this is a consistent winner. She, I don't mm-hmm. think she's going to pay the tax for just a playing tournament team. They're going to have to actually make the playoff and make a good run before she dips in the luxury tax line. So with that being said, there's other options, right, Eric? We've talked about this. Not only could you trade and dangle that eighth pick, but of course you could hopefully maybe try and offload Devontae Graham or Jackson Hayes, maybe get Garrett Temple somehow off your books. So there's ways to do it. But that said, I feel like this club's really deep. I mean, we saw playing tie being an issue for people like Trey Murphy. 
and there are several others. I mean, Jose Alvarado, it took forever for seemingly for him to get on the court for an average of 20, 25 minutes a game. So I don't really think that's a pressing need, right? Unless you're going to really add a guy, that, one of the better three-point shooters, right, or maybe find that shot blocker that this team sorely needs. Unless you're filling a legitimate hole and, and, and to find that fit, that's also difficult, right? You've got to be able to yeah. get the guy to come here to New Orleans and want to be here. Uh, like like a Larry Nance, like a C.J. McCollum, and that's been rare to come to New Orleans. So there's a lot of things that play makes me doubt that I think we're going to be as active as we've been in the last couple of years because it looks like they've got that deep squad, and this is going to be their last legitimate, I think, for the next, what, three, four, five years of adding a legitimate lottery pick, like a young mm-hmm. player that's going to be on a good contract uh, with the Zion era. So make, maybe making this your last swing, I think they're going to be considering that as well. Ali Gasell, the bird rights as we turn our attention to the NBA Finals. Boston at Golden State, game one tomorrow night. Uh, who do you like in the finals and why? You know, I've stuck with them this whole time, so I've got to stick with them. And I'm going to say the Boston Celtics. I, I had said a long time ago that I felt like just the Milwaukee Bucks or the Celtics, especially when they started that series, were likely going to be my pick to win everything. Because I like their combination of how they can score, how they're young enough to withstand injuries. They have experience. Even though I know this is um, Tatum's first time to get on that big stage. He's been in enough Eastern Conference Finals and played in enough big games. Along with Jalen Brown, I feel comfortable that it's going to somewhat override, the, of course, the experience that the Warriors are carrying from three finals wins, right, with that, their core triumvirate of uh, Steph, uh, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. But I don't know. I, I, I feel like the Celtics have just more versatility. And in watching them play, they've definitely had the harder road, I feel like, to get to these finals. You know, the Warriors just slammed a Nuggets team that only had Jokic. Same thing against the Mavericks with uh, Doncic. And they had a little bit more trouble than they should have, I feel like, with the Grizzlies. Right? John Morant didn't play for, what, three, four games, and they got destroyed by a Memphis Grizzlies team without him. And they struggled to win several of those other contests as well. So I know that the Warriors are who they are, but I don't think this is the same dynasty we're seeing, right? They only won 53 games this regular season. That dynasty team we saw several years ago or more, they never won less than 58. And I know that they've got Steph, they've got Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson, but I feel like they're just not on that level that we saw three or four years ago. So there's an opportunity for Boston. So like I said, Jason Tatum could be the best player in this finals. And they've got that defense. If Robin, Robert Williams gets right, there's not a better shot blocker in this series, a better paint defender. Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, they're great defenders. Al Horford. You know, Celtics have a lot of savvy that I really like, so I'm going to stick with them. I'm going to say they're going to win either six or seven games this series. Wow. Good deal. Ali, tell us what you got coming up for us on the bird rights uh, and, uh, of course, how folks can also follow you on social media. Yeah, we're going to be going through the rookies like we have on podcasts and several articles seeing who the Pelicans' best fits are, but also starting to look more towards free agency because that's just around the corner. As soon as we're done with the draft on June 23rd, you know, July 1st, is when the free agency signings are going to start. And, of course, the biggest size is going to be on Zion Williamson. Is he going to get offered that max extension? If so, how much? What is going to be, you know, his stipulations? But also who else the Pelicans can pursue, right, with, with the remaining money that they're going to have left under the luxury tax. Now, we've got to pick out a few good targets, I think. Always a pleasure, my friend. Look forward to our conversation next week, and um, we'll talk a little bit more about the finals, and maybe, again, we get a little bit more clarity on what, what the Pelicans are going to do in the draft and, of course, with Zion as well. Thanks for your time today.
We'll talk with you next week. Absolutely, Eric. Take care, buddy. All right, Ali Gassell. It's at Ali Gassell on Twitter. Don't forget about my friends over at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. It happened to us on Memorial Day, okay? Uh, you know, got got this beautiful amount of heat pump. It's kept our, our, our home cool. We, uh, we, we're, we're, you know, we're very happy about the service that we get from Burkhardt. I've talked about it for years now. And, of course, you know, um, everybody, everybody dreads that when it's a, a weekend or a holiday. Oh my gosh! If something breaks down, are they gonna are they gonna show? Made the call to Burkhardt at about nine o'clock on on Memorial Day morning. They were here by noon. Uh, it was it was a simple little thing. A capacitator that went bad still was under warranty. Uh, they fixed it, got us up and running in, in, in no time at all. Uh, look, this is the type of service you get from Burkhardt. Fifteen trucks in the field, thirty minute courtesy call, even on call again during a holiday weekend like Memorial Day. Uh, and, of course, taking care of you uh, like, they, like they take care of their own family. And it's been like that, uh, again, since uh, John opened up the, uh, the, the uh, business over 30 years ago. Uh, again, Nate Certified Technicians, highest certification in the industry, uh, friendly. Uh, and not just that, again, knowing their craft, only doing the work that's necessary. We'll never cheat you, never gouge you. And, of course, of course, being there on call when you need them. I mean, look, it's one thing to say you have service after the sale. It's another thing to back it up with service after the sale. And that's what Burkhardt is all about. So, again, if you're looking for a brand-new air conditioning system for your home, maybe you're looking to tune that system up for the hot summer months, or, again, maybe there's an issue with the system and you've been putting off, maybe getting it taken care of, don't put it off any longer. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business, and truly a company can trust. It's Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Katie's Family of Restaurants, Katie's Restaurant in Mid-City, Francesca by Katie's on Harrison Avenue, Bienvenue on Hickory. All are open for you today to go and grab, again, a bite to eat tonight, maybe a cocktail. Uh, go out there and enjoy, again, a fantastic meal at one of the Katie's Family of Restaurants. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. We'll be right back with Sean Mazzano, Fox 8 Sports. I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Jude Young. We'll have comprehensive coverage of high school, college, and the pros. Plus, we give you a voice to speak your mind. It's entertainment. It's information. It's all that you could want. And it's right here on 1061 Nash Icon. Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on 1061 Nash Icon. Country for life. This report is sponsored by Dairy Queen. Hey, DQ fans, the new All-Star Summer Blizzard Treat lineup is here with flavors like the Girl Scout Thin Mints, the new Oreo Dirt Pie, Caramel Fudge Cheesecake, Cotton Candy, and more. There's something for everybody, only at DQ. Happy tastes good. Tease Bond, your delays are solid from Clearview to just before Bonnable. And delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from Elysian Fields to the high rise. In the meantime, delays are solid 10 westbound. For more leans to Canal and then delays pick back up 10 westbound from Causeway to Clearview. On the 610 on the eastbound side, your delays are steady from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. Also look out for delays if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection from Terry Parkway to the Camp Street exit. Also look out for delays on the westbound side along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. Delays pick back up on the westbound side along the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. Look out for accidents Reed at Morrison and also St. Bernard at Owens Boulevard. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. 
On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. Today's program brought to you by the Katie's Family of Restaurants, Katie's Restaurant in Mid-City. Francesca by Katie's on Harrison Avenue, Bienvenue on Hickory. All are open, ready for you now to be able to go in and enjoy a nice dinner. Uh, again, also get a to-go order if maybe you can't. Uh, remember, don't forget about the family meals over at um, uh, Francesca. Uh, again, if you're uh, on the go with the family, you don't have time to be able to maybe cook, uh, these incredible family meals will, again, will solve all your problems. Keep you out the fast food line, nutritious meal for you and the family. Of course, Bienvenue on Hickory. Get on over there and enjoy some great Louisiana seafood. Uh, again, uh, seven days a week on for Katie's, Monday through Saturday for both uh, Francesca and Bienvenue on Hickory. All right, joining us on the program now, fresh from the Florida beaches, uh, enjoying a little bit of R&R before they has to jump right back into uh, full-time Saints coverage. Sean Vazana, Fox 8 Sports, is our guest. Sean, how you doing? Doing all right. Good to be back. I'm, I'm, is it really good to be back? Are you ready to jump back <laughs> into this heat tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm so addicted to it. Like, I just, I, you know, when I go away for a little while, I enjoy the vacation. Right. But, uh, 
as the as the, the time stretches that I'm away, I can put those last couple that last day or two. I'm kind of just kind of itching to get back, just because I'm just yes. so wired for uh, the Saints coverage. So I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, or I'm, yeah, I'm back in the office today, but I'll be back at Saints camp tomorrow. And, and, and I guess you'll have that base tan now, right? Right. Because <laughs> exactly. believe yeah, me, the, the anybody that goes out to Saints camp over, over, over the summer, will, they will be nice and tanned. <laughs> There's no doubt about uh, that. Yeah, luckily well, Dustin got me ready for that, so I should be pretty good. Yeah, there you go. You got that base tan going. Hey, Sean, we talked about it a little bit last week, um, you know, before OTAs. Obviously, we're on Tuesday. The OTA, open OTA was on Thursday and about trying to get 100% participation. There really wasn't a designation that, that I saw that, that, again, that said who was there but injured and wasn't on the field and, again, who had just not, not showed up. But, I mean, look, uh, Luke Johnson tweeted this out last week on what he saw at camp. Um, Taysom Hill, uh, Deontay Hardy, uh, well, these were all the ones that were, not, that were missing. Uh, Taysom Hill, Deontay Hardy, Michael Thomas, uh, Mark Ingram, Bradley Roby, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Marshawn Lattimore, P.J. Williams, Alvin Kamara, Demario Davis, Landon Young, James Hurst, Andres Pete, Jarvis Landry, Marcus Davenport, Peyton Turner, and now I can take a breath. I mean, that is a lot of players that are not participating. Now, some of those players are coming off injury. Now, and, and they could be at the facility, you know, and again, working out, uh, you know, trying to be able to uh, rehab those injuries. Some of those uh, individuals are, are, have an excused absence because we did hear uh, Dennis Allen say that, again, he knew where every one of those individuals were. And, and, of course, even though it's a voluntary situation where you don't have to show up, all had, again, legitimate reasons why they weren't there. Uh, when you look at that list, is the majority of that list, in your opinion, guys that are coming off of injury that are rehabbing or guys who just decided to work out a way for the facility? The only one I could definitively say that was there um, out of that list, and it may not have been visible, I guess, um, was Peyton Turner because he talked in the locker room afterwards. As a matter of fact, I, right. I just listened to the interview uh, today, and that makes sense. He's recovering from a shoulder. He had various injuries last year, um, so he's recovering from a shoulder injury. Uh, the rest? I don't know. I mean, on the surface, it's certainly look like a guy like Taysom Hill, who's still clearly in the recovery process from a Liz mm-hmm. Frank injury, uh, will probably uh, be in that process if he's there. You wouldn't necessarily see him. But the other guys, um, I'm not sure. Um, and it's quite a list. I mean, when you name them off like that, I remember yeah. when I saw that tweet, Whew. I was like, ooh, that, that's quite a big list. There's some names there that are uh, mm-hmm. pretty important. So, and this is a new coach. I know it's a coach you know, but still a, a new head coach here. So, um Look, there's no time to panic. It's not, it's not the time to panic over something like that. But I was surprised to see that big of a list. Again, I would love to see uh, 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 to know the, to differentiate between guys that are there but just not on the field versus guys that just uh, basically said, "Look, it's voluntary. I, I don't I don't need to go this week." So, uh, yeah. but it was a bigger list than I was expecting. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. And, look, I understand if a guy is rehabbing and, and you just don't see him on the field, which could be the case for a guy like Taysom Hill, Michael Thomas, right, who has been in town. Um, I'm trying to think now just off the top of my head toward the end of last season. Landon Young's coming off an injury. Mm-hmm. Andres Pete's coming off an injury. Jarvis Landry's coming off an injury, obviously, that he had with the Cleveland Browns. Davenport, again, is often injured, so let's throw that out there. And then, of course, Peyton right. Turner coming off an injury. Alvin Kamara's got the situation, obviously, uh, that, that he's been working out uh, on his own most of the time with his own personal trainer. We know that. Lattimore does that a bit. But you mentioned, uh, again, to me the key. A brand-new head coach, uh, again, uh, yes, the culture's the same, but, again, not being there, especially when we've seen with, during the Peyton Breeze era, 
you know, just this the peer pressure of 100% participation in, in the OTAs. Yeah, um, exactly. And and like you said, uh, now that you name those names, and now that I kind of formulated in my head which ones would did have seasoning in season ending injuries a season ago, and who would be in the time frame of rehab. I guess you can knock maybe half those guys off in terms of just uh, that that's sure. the injury situation. But there's some other guys. Um, that, yeah, I mean, I was scared. For instance, Demario Davis's name on there. Um, I was mm-hmm. a little bit surprised at that. Um, Me too. Because. Mario Davis is probably going to be Dennis Allen's Drew Brees. I mean, you know, he's he is the quarterback of the defense, and you know, Dennis Allen being a uh, defensive-minded head coach, um, certainly, uh, I think that's going to be probably one of the players he would lean on the most, uh, and vice versa, just in terms of you know that coach-player relationship. So again, not a cause for concern. Uh, I'm no. more curious than anything else, um, but we'll see. Um, I, I just, you know. I, I'll be there tomorrow. I'll have a little, little bit more accurate, uh, sure. I guess, kind of assessment with my own eyes and, and just kind of get a vibe and a flow, a, a, free, a feel for the flow of what's happening uh, at Saints camp. But um, I'll just say this. there were It was more names than I anticipated. And with a yeah. new head coach um, in a perfect world, uh, you'd, you'd probably like to have a few more guys back, especially some guys that are kind of mainstays on your team. I would agree, especially your leaders. And that was one of the things that really stuck out to me. You know, Marshawn Lattimore is a leader now. You look at Alvin Kamara, he's become a leader on this, on this team. Demario Davis, you mentioned, that's, that's, uh, the, uh, that's uh, DA's um, uh, Drew Brees. I agree with you 100% on that, okay? Um, Michael Thomas, you know, reluctant or not, to have to be a leader on this team now. He's got to step up to, into a leadership role. So there's a few guys on there that you look at that you say that are going to be leaders. Um, I'll be interested to see again this week how many more guys are there, and then maybe if there's some clarity on, again, who's working out there and, and rehabbing with an injury, and, and they're just not on the field. Because, they, look, look, a lot of people want to over just kind of glaze over OTAs. I've talked about it before. I think it's the bedrock uh, of a team. I think it's where you clearly, uh, you know, build your culture you know, moving forward through, through, through the, the season. You do that in OTAs, and also – uh, the ability to get your body ready for the season, which, again, this team was often injured last year, more injured than, than, than maybe normally. And, and again, I, I trace it back to not having the, AT, uh, not having the OTAs. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I'm, I mean, like, to each his own, I guess, voluntary is voluntary. Um, but, man, for instance, if you're the Saints, I mean, your season ended in early January. I mean, yep. Yeah, a lot of time off now. I mean, it's not like you know you've had some. You have to, you've had a nice little mental break. Um, so uh, I mean, I guess it, it's not. Look, it's the first week, but you know, I, it just feels like they've had a lot of. Free it still time. means something. I would almost welcome. I would almost welcome the change of pace to get back on the mm-hmm. field with my guys and the camaraderie and all that stuff. Just right. for no other reason than just being around the guys again. It's been a long time. Um, but you said it. I, I'm gonna wait till tomorrow when I'm out there right. and just see the lay of the land a little bit. The first week is one thing. Um, the second week, if, if, if more t- if the attendance picks back up, and then by the third week, and obviously uh, minicamp is mandatory, then mandatory. much to do about nothing. But if it kind of remains a little bit of a kind of a mixed bag, then maybe it is something to monitor as you get closer mm-hmm. and closer to the end of the offseason program. Well, especially when your starting quarterback is out there again, uh, you know, throwing, uh, coming off of his surgery, and again, clearly not 100%. But, but, again, he's out there because he understands the leadership role that he has to take on this team. 
Yeah, it's interesting because I know a lot was made of that limp. And again, I wasn't there last week, but I went back and looked mm-hmm. at all of our video. And obviously, you can see a little bit of a limp. A little bit. Uh, and I know a lot of people have taken that limp and, and, and run with it in, in the national scene. Um, sure. So um, I, I hope it's not a situation where Jameis is trying to do a little bit too much right now, but uh, and it, but understands you know being out there certainly is a sign of progress. But where he's at in terms of his rehab, uh, he obviously don't want nothing uh, to you know to hinder any progress with that. But I mean, he's the guy that is seven months out from. I mean, it wasn't just a simple tear. I mean, it was it was a serious injury. He had uh, an awkward fall, awkward tear uh, against Tampa Bay, obviously Halloween night. So. He's out there. I think he kind of understands the optics of it. You know, even if he is injured, just his presence certainly uh, would make a difference. Um, again, that's going to be the probably the number one thing I look at tomorrow because I want to see this quote unquote limp for myself and see um, if it's as bad as they say. Are they exaggerating it? Um, is it something where um, perhaps he's trying to do a little bit too much? Maybe they should pull him back. Maybe protect him from himself a little bit. Because you know, Jameis, mm-hmm. Jameis wants to be out there. He's a fun, energetic sure. guy. And, and if there's a chance to get together with his teammates, he's going to be there. Um, it is a situation where maybe he needs to, need to take the reins off. Of, I mean, need to pull back a little bit. Uh, I guess we'll see. So uh, that's where, that is probably going to be the number one thing, the first thing I look at at OTAs tomorrow. Because look, like it or not, he's your he's a quarterback, and and he's got to be the he's got to be the one uh, mm-hmm. that leads the team. So um, I guess we'll see tomorrow uh, at OTAs. And you really, again, we've been doing this so long together. You just, we did, you kind of, kind of almost uh, answered my question before I even asked it. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other things you're going to be looking for as you get to OTAs? And look, well, for, for the audience out there, it's it, it's shorts, t-shirts, and some like some cases shells. There's no hitting that that is allowed. Uh, it's really about taking what you've learned from the classroom, especially if you're a young player, and being able to again be able to take that to the practice field and be able to again to, you know to be able to do that. Uh, I don't want to say flawlessly, but able to just to be able to handle your assignment. But again, there are a lot of young players out here that that are, are some of those are going to be expected to take more prominent roles on this team. Some have a chance to be able to again, if not take a prom- more prominent role, be be a, one of the top backups. What are you looking for outside of Jameis uh, on, on tomorrow with, with another open session? Well, Jameis 1, Jameis 2, Jameis 3 probably just because it's such <laughs> a, uh, a major storyline. Um, uh, and it's obviously so important. But I want to see the youngsters. I want to see Chris Olave because uh, mm-hmm. I thought he had he looked very smooth at rookie minicamp. Uh, I want to see how he looks, obviously, paired up uh, with Jameis. Uh, obviously, I want to get my uh, my own look at Tyron Matthew as well uh, out there. Um, right. and, and obviously, when you talk about OTAs, following the ball is probably the easiest. So who who interacts when you follow the ball? Usually, it's the quarterback, the receivers, the DBs. Right. And obviously, I just named a few that you can certainly get a little bit of a of a read on, a little bit of a feel as far as where they are. Um, and look, in, in this the overall attendance is something I'm going to monitor. I mean, it's something I'm going to watch because. Um, you know, this was a team that had significant amount of injuries, and you know, mm-hmm. you want to see where they're at because at, at some point, you know, it's not panic time, but you want to see these guys recovering here, so it's not all of these guys not getting their first on-field work till training camp. So, I think that's important as well as the overall attendance of what we're mm-hmm. going to see. 
Right, and there's a precedent set here, okay? Look, they're the ones that bragged about it for years. We have 100% or close to 100% participation in our OTAs. And again, they were the ones that explained it to us very, very early in, in, uh, during the um, Peyton Breeze era that this is about uh, team building and, and, of course, getting your team ready for the, for, the, uh, for the regular season. And so, I mean, again, look, we've bought into it, and we've seen it in the great years of this team where you've had that 100% participation, where you've had that peer pressure for everyone to be there and for the most part maybe one or two guys would make it but most are there so yes this is going to be this is a big one when you look at the second week of the of, of the OTAs to see who's going to be there how many guys are coming out in terms of injury and look some of these young guys like an Abram Smith who again has a real shot at making this team and me again maybe getting some carries in that offensive backfield some of these guys again they got to be able to prove especially undrafted free agents they belong yeah, any of those guys, man, any chance they can get on the field with the entire team to do it, be there, and make as many impressions as they possibly can, uh, put as much uh, fresh quality on uh, on your tape, so to speak, to maybe, uh, you know, help yourself whenever the evaluations, the full evaluations come, obviously during training camp and preseason. But, hey, it's never too early uh, to start making good plays and good marks, you know. So I, I just think, look, it's it's a fun part of it. It's a little bit light. I mean, it's, it's a light spirit. Yes. Practice. It's not intense. And that's always yeah. a good sign. So generally you're catching these guys in a good mood. Generally you're catching the coaches in a good mood. Generally there's a feeling of, all right, uh, let's sprinkle in a little football here. Um, so it's, it's generally a good vibe. So um, I'm curious just kind of how that all plays out tomorrow because, again, it's very rare that I miss the Saints OTA, but I missed it last week, and I'll be back mm-hmm. uh, on Thursday uh, to hopefully uh, kind of get my own eyes and get my own assessment of what I see. Let's talk some Tiger baseball right quick before we before we uh, we finish up today. Um, I was a little surprised they did not um, they did not host. Now again, a lot of people felt they had to win two games in the SEC tournament and, and they would be a shoe in. Uh, they end up in in the Hattiesburg Re- Regional. Southern Miss uh, taking on Army and in, in, uh, again in the first uh, that, that that's one versus four. Uh, LSU's on uh, the second uh, uh, ranked team in that in that uh, regional taking on Kennesaw State. Uh, Talk a bit about the regional, but talk about, again, maybe LSU not hosting and, and maybe why you think that ended up that way. Oh, it's too inconsistent. I mean, look, I know they finished strong the regular season, but, I mean, mm-hmm. you want to see that momentum carry. I thought the, the last, you know, SEC tournament, final weekend of the season, and the weekend the weekend before that, I mean, that, that's, that's LSU this year. So I, I don't necessarily think they deserved it. Um, if they got it, it would have been, you know, kind of by the skin of their teeth, maybe getting in as a two-seed within – uh, the Baton Rouge region, uh, if they were able to host one, but it didn't happen. And I actually like their draw. I mean, I know Southern Miss is a very good team, and they've obviously had a yep. phenomenal season there, and every bit deserving of what they've got. But I mean, I I like LSU's chances, given you know when they're on, they can they can hit with anybody in the country, uh, and they can put up runs, and that can certainly help. Now, look, they don't have consistency when it comes to starting pitching. Uh, obviously, they've leaned a lot on their bullpen, but I think we've seen that that. The, the the problem with that formula. I mean, it, it, it leads to a roller coaster season, and they have top tier, extremely talented players. But the idea of them not hosting, I, I have no problem with it at all because I just didn't think they were consistent enough all year uh, to warrant being the team that hosted uh, regional. Now, Coach Jay Johnson believes that they're going to be ready for these regionals because he feels like he's healthier than he's been all season long. Your thoughts? Yeah. I'm, Best ability is availability, and if they're healthy, I, I, I read earlier that uh, Jacob Berry is uh, a chance he plays. That's certainly uh, mm-hmm. welcome news for LSU. Get one of your best hitters back, obviously. 
Um, and if they are, that's great. And it, here's the thing with LSU: you you know what they have to do to win. I mean, you can't. You're not gonna unless you get one of those. Uh, and had a good day pitching, and, and you get six innings out of your starter, then I, I just think you, you're going to have to have be solid in the bullpen, and you're going to you're going to have to hit the crap out of the ball, frankly. And yes. um, if you get your, one of your best hitters back, certainly that's great. Um, I know there's a little bit of a tiger mystique when it comes to the postseason. I think we saw a little bit last year as well when they won a regional, they won a seven supposed to win. So maybe there's something to that. But I just think at the end of the day, when you look at the four teams in the regional, you look at LSU. Uh, I, I think they match up fairly well and have a very legitimate shot at winning this regional. It's going to be a tough ticket in Hattiesburg. Obviously, I think 5,000 is what their stadium holds, opposed to, again, LSU with the 10,000. Uh, but, but it is what it is. Uh, you know, look, the, the biggest the biggest albatross uh, of this team has been all uh, hanging over them all season is the pitching staff. And, again, it's very difficult to advance in, 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 in the NCAA tournament if you don't have a deep pitching staff. And everyone knows it. And that's why everyone in Baton Rouge knows it. And everyone understands, you know, Generally, you don't have a whole lot of coaching changes when it comes to LSU baseball. When you do, the grace period is about one year. I think I think Jay Johnson is in it. I think he's yep. had some moments. Uh, I think he's had to he's had to really coach this year because he had to really kind of piecemeal some things together as opposed to just hey, let me give my give the ball to my ace and let him throw. He didn't have it. Um, but I think everybody understands this is probably not an Omaha team. If they did, uh, if they do get to Omaha, it would probably mean they got on some crazy streak. And, and did some things that maybe they didn't necessarily do well mm-hmm. uh, in the regular season. So I think at the end of the day, this is probably the ceiling is a super regional. Um, but it's, a, it's a terrible considering where they were no. uh, a year ago, and you know the I transition agree. to a new coach, and you know, and, and give them one one recruiting class, and it, everyone knows what they need. Um, and I think they'll be back to the type of LSU baseball that we're used to. But I, I certainly don't – I'm not writing them off yet. I mean, they still got a lot of baseball left to play. But my I, agree. Opinion, I, I, mean, I think that the just, one just word is patience, and LSU fans don't have it. But they kind of have to, again, with the changeover we've seen in coaching and, you know, baseball, basketball, now football, women's basketball. Mulkey was incredible. But I think you got to have a little patience. And, look, anything anything that, that, that is a winning season or beyond is Lanyap at this point because you're rebuilding programs. Exactly. And, look – I think that crazy as it sounds, I think LSU fans have been pretty measured, pretty realistic when it comes to this mm-hmm. year. Honestly, I don't think they've been as crazy as they've had as they've been in years past. I mean, and look, here we are talking about debating on whether or not they should have hosted a regional. To me, that's that means they had were well enough to at least be in. They did well enough to at least be in the discussion. So yes. it wasn't like this transition, uh, like sometimes you see when a coaching change happens. It wasn't like this transition cost them uh, a lot of victories. I mean, here they are postseason with a very mm-hmm. winnable regional. Uh, with some baseball left to play, so it certainly hasn't been a bad year, but it hasn't been a great year. Everyone knows that. Right. Um, but finish it out. See what happens. Yep, I agree. 30 seconds left. Let the folks know about Fox 8, everything that's going on in terms of the programming, your award-winning blog, which should be your award-winning podcast, and mm-hmm. how folks can follow you on social media. Yep, I show up as uh, Tonight at 10, I'll have something on Peyton Turner uh, with the Saints. Tomorrow I'll be at OTA, so check out that. Madeline Adams. Uh, will be in Hattiesburg this weekend uh, for some LSU baseball. So check out her reports there. Uh, and then, obviously, Sunday, we'll wrap everything up on the final play at 1030. And check out the podcast on uh, the Overtime Podcast on the final play line for Fox8Live.com. Thanks, my friend. We'll check in with you next week. Always great to have you. All right, bud. 
That's uh, Sean Rosanna, Fox 8 Sports. I'm Eric Asher. Uh, today's show brought to you by the Katie's Family Restaurants, Katie's Restaurant in Mid-City. Francesca by Katie's on Harrison Avenue. Bienvenue on Hickory. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opelie. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we do it all. Whether it's a simple oil change, wheel alignment, preventive maintenance, brake repair, installation of a custom exhaust or suspension system. If you need repairs on climate control systems, cooling systems, electronic or electrical systems, we are the experts. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we are truly your one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. Hickory & Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com to check out all the services we provide to our customers. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Francesca is offering a menu that includes family meals, daily specials, delicious sides, award-winning pizza, New Orleans best burgers, poor boys muffaladas, and family recipes. A St. Louis-style deli with sandwiches and sodas. Wine and beer also available. Check out our menu online at francescadeli.com. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-266-2511. Dine indoors, dine outdoors, or use our delivery services. That's Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Tracy, line one is looking for a quote on a mini split. Crazy spring temperatures are heating up Dwight HVAC phone lines. Next week we're booked solid. If they don't find more technicians, they'll be in hot water. How are we down three technicians in the past three weeks? Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. You can schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard. Earn up to $500 in sponsored job credits by interviewing on Indeed. Visit indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. Dear Dad, this year we're making Father's Day extra special with the Untucket shirts that you love. Untucket has the styles that'll make your summer great, from wrinkle-free shirts to performance polos and more. They're designed to be worn untucked, so you can always feel sharp even at your most casual. Father's Day is June 19th. If you still need a gift, check out the new summer styles at Untucket.com or one of 80-plus Untucket stores. Use code DAD for 20% off your first purchase. Untucket shirts. Designed to be worn, untucked. 
Diamonds Direct right now. There's nothing standing in your way of owning the piece of jewelry you've been dreaming of. No down payment and no finance charges for five whole years on any purchase. Take the amazing Diamonds Direct price you're used to, divide by 60, and that's your payment. It's a smart way to buy. Keep your money in your pocket and still add that amazing ring, band, or bracelet to your collection. Even the upgrade you've been wanting. Five years, zero interest on any purchase. Only at Diamonds Direct. Get all the details at DiamondsDirect.com. Unapproved credit. All right, folks, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. Your AC breaks down there, there for you. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call, Nate certified technicians, truly a company you can trust. John Burkhardt told me this a long time ago. Again, uh, trust is the, is the foundation of business. All you got is your good name. And, of course, Burkhardt, uh, again, backing up all their work. Doesn't matter what type of system you have at your home or your business, they can service it. It's Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Katie's Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. Your station for prep sports. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Mead Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeadInsAgency.com.
is our man, Eric Asher. Number two of Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Four to six weekdays right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. Got to leave for any reason? Uh, why don't you take the show with you? iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, free download for your smartphone or tablet. You can also check the podcast out there because our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base on your favorite podcasting platform, Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. The award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week features Garland Gillen of Fox 8 Sports. He'll join us tomorrow at 1 o'clock on uh, WLAE-TV with our live broadcast. We'll also be live streaming on the WLAE-TV YouTube page. 6 p.m. is our first rebroadcast on LAE. 10 p.m. on the Deuce. That's WLAE-TV 2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television. 10 o'clock, WLAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Always on our social media platforms as well. At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter. Eric Asher on Facebook. Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. And, of course, always on the WLA-TV YouTube page as well as ericasher.com. So check it out at your leisure or check us out again live tomorrow at 1 o'clock on WLA-TV. Uh, I want to thank Ali Gassell and Sean Mazan for joining us in the first hour of today's program. Glenn Gilbo is just a few minutes away from Outkick.com. He'll be calling us live from Destin. Uh, SEC meetings are going on right now. We'll talk to him a little bit about that. The Tigers will get into that uh, with um, – with Glenn in just a few minutes. Of course, today's program is brought to you by the Katie's Family of Restaurants. Katie's Restaurant in Mid-City. Again, the world-famous Katie's. Get out there. Have you ever had a Sunday brunch at Katie's? I'm going to tell you right now. A lot of great Sunday brunches in this city. Uh, but you're talking about an award-winning Sunday brunch. You know, get, get the family. Take your significant other, your wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. Uh, get on over to Katie's for their fantastic Sunday brunch. Uh, bottoms of Moses, Sangrias, uh, and then of course the, um, uh, the the menu is. I mean, it's eclectic. It's second to none, uh, just on a normal day. Uh, but then you get into that Sunday brunch; it's fantastic. Rated number one neighborhood restaurant by Gambit New Orleans Magazine. Uh, of course, Scott's been on on the on the Food Network's Diners, Drivers, and Dives. You've seen him there before. Also, uh, don't forget. Um, Award-winning pizzas from the Brooklyn Stone Style Pizza Oven. I can remember it like it was yesterday. Um, Scott heading up to heading to Las Vegas, and I'm, and I'm saying, Scott, what are you going to Vegas for? And he's going, well, there's a pizza competition. I said, we need a pizza kind. He goes, we're going to be competing against pizzerias from all over the country. Uh, and um, and I said, but you're not a pizza joint. He goes, no, he goes, but he goes, we were nominated, so we're going. So he went to Las Vegas and he brings back home the trophy. I mean, think about that for a second. It's not a pizzeria, but again, you're talking about now award-winning pizza. Uh, the burgers are fantastic. The, the, the poor boys, fresh Louisiana seafood. Uh, get out there and enjoy a fantastic meal, again, for lunch, dinner, or Sunday brunch over at Katie's. Um, Katie's, again, open seven days a week for you. Katie'sInMidCity.com to find out the menu of the day or also, again, to find out more about also catering as well. Uh, Francesca by Katie's, I'm, I've said it before, one of the hottest restaurants in the city of New Orleans, bar none. Uh, you're talking about, uh, you know, w- when they opened right before the pandemic, uh, a lot of a lot of folks in Lakeview discovered them. Uh, we're enjoying again the boiled crawfish and the, and the you know the great sandwiches. Now 
The whole city knows. St. Louis-style deli, but again with the New Orleans flair. There's no doubt about it. Uh, great sandwiches and stuff that, that emanate from San, from, um, from St. Louis. Scott's wife is from St. Louis. Scott's mother-in-law is from St. Louis. That's where you get those Italian recipes that Scott uh, has uh, in the restaurant. But then, of course, uh, just a, a plethora of great sandwiches that, that, again, come from New Orleans. Great daily specials for you for lunch. Also, again, the family meals, which are fantastic. Uh, Your family on the go. Uh, you got the kids in ball, maybe, again, in, in dance, etc. like we did coming up. It's hard to feed them, man. Uh, you want to give them a nutritious meal. But, again, by the time you got homework, everything else going on, it's tough. So a family meal will, will again, feed your entire family and have something left over as well. And it's a nutritious meal that, again, you can feel good uh, about giving your children and your family on a daily basis. Wine and beer also available. FrancescaDeli.com is how you can check out the entire menu and find out more. Again, open six days a week. That's Francesca by Katie's. That's Monday through Saturday, 515 Harrison Avenue. Bienvenue on Hickory, open six days a week. Uh, they did have a Sunday brunch. Remember, when they when they reopen on, on Sunday, when they can get the staff and all together, they're going to do that now. But I'm telling you right now, folks, Harahan discovered it. The rest, of, the rest of the city has now discovered uh, Bienvenue on Hickory. Get out there and enjoy great southern dishes, contemporary Creole cuisine, uh, daily specials for you, soups, sandwiches, great Louisiana seafood. And, of course, you can dine indoors, dine outdoors. Um, got a got a great bar for you there as well. You can also rent out the entire restaurant for your next event. To find out more, BienvenueHarahan.com. That's BienvenueHarahan.com. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. All right. Um, uh, again, today's program brought to you by the Katie's Family of Restaurants. Boy, I tell you what, um, looking forward to um, uh, this weekend, obviously with uh, college baseball kicking up and uh, uh, LSU, the number two seed in the Hattiesburg Regional, taking on number four, Kennesaw State. Um, Southeastern is in the Auburn Regional. They are the fourth seed. They'll take on the number one seed, Auburn. Uh, Louisiana Tech is in Austin for the uh, Austin Regional. They are the second-seeded team in that particular regional. They'll be taking on Dallas Baptist, uh, which, is the, which is the fourth seed. And then Louisiana Lafayette is in College Station. Uh, they are the third-seeded team in, in, that, in that regional. They will take on uh, the number two-seeded TCU. Uh, so, again, four Louisiana teams make it to the regionals, uh, all four on the road. Uh, and uh, we'll see how it kind of plays out. Look, always good baseball here in Louisiana. And they, they become battle-tested by playing each other in midweek games. All, all these teams have some flaws, right? Uh, but, you know, all are in a pretty good position. Uh, depending when you look at the regionals uh, for, for maybe the possibility of, you know, getting to a championship game or, or maybe beyond. So we'll see how this kind of plays out. But some good college baseball on tap for you starting this weekend. And, uh, of course, uh, that goes along with the NBA Finals. Uh, Boston at Golden State. Uh, I was really disappointed after you look at what I thought was a pretty good opening couple of rounds of, of the NBA uh, playoffs. Of course, we all were following what the Pelicans were doing, right? Uh, but I really thought the Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals were boring. And you're talking about a guy who loves the NBA. I mean, it was hard for me to watch. I watched it, but again, was I found myself reading and having it in front of me instead of, again, watching every single play. I found myself researching stuff for, for the shows or doing other things uh, that, that have to do with the company rather than, again, just being totally focused on the Eastern Conference, Western Conference finals. Uh, Boston versus Golden State, uh, that seems like it's going to be a pretty good finals. Hope it's a seven-gamer. And, and, of course, it starts tomorrow night with Boston traveling to Golden State for game one. Remember, it's 2-2-1-1-1 one, one, one 
in terms of, again, how they play the finals now. So they'll play two games on the West Coast, two games on the East Coast, and then it'll be, it'll be one game. Uh, well, it'll be a, a game at Boston, a game, uh, a game at Golden State, a game at Boston, a game back at Golden State, uh, if necessary, if they, if they run a seven-game series. So, and of course, tomorrow, Saints OTAs, second week of OTAs. Sean Vazan and I talked about it extensively uh, in, in his segment in the uh, first hour. A uh, lot of guys that were missing from, from uh, camp last week. Now, some of those guys could have been rehabbing, right, because they had season-ending injuries last year uh, and just weren't able to get to the field. I'm hoping that the reporters that are going to be there tomorrow will ask um, Coach Allen to kind of differentiate between, you know, guys that are there but are not are participating on the field but are rehabbing. So you get a better feel for, again, how many guys are truly there at the facility working out. Uh, but, again, next uh, when you look at, the, at tomorrow, uh, this is an opportunity for the media to get another look uh, at the team. And we'll, then we'll see, again, how this kind of plays out. Mandatory minicamp in a couple weeks. Uh, and, of course, everyone has to be here for that. All right, let's head to the guest line. Live from Destin, Florida, the, the site of the SEC meetings, um, Glenn, Glenn Gilbo of Outkick.com is our guest. Glenn, how are you? Hello, Eric. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm standing on the sugary beaches of Destin right now. I'm going to hold the phone oh. if you can hear the surf, surf coming in. Bring it on. Did you hear that? Did you hear it? It's beautiful, man. Beautiful. I'm trying to get Oh, man, you're that. killing me. You're killing me. You're out. I got, I got Sean Bazan coming on a little bit earlier. He just got back from Destin. He's got, he's got his base tan ready for the uh, ready for Saints camp now, right, because he's been there for a few <laughs> days. And, of course, you're in beautiful Destin. Do you have the cigar going? Uh, I don't, but I've, I've had a couple of little, a few days, and there's like one more <laughs> in the bullpen. So uh, I will be beautiful, having one beautiful. soon. Nothing, nothing wrong with walking down a beach, maybe, maybe a cocktail and, and a cigar that, as the sun's going down to take the evening down, right? Right, right. I'm, uh, but, but, you know, I can't have any alcoholic beverage while on your show, Eric. Well, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> but, again, we, we, of course not. But you do know we, we do dabble with a little bit of alcohol beverage on this show, especially on a Friday. So there you oh, go. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I did a, how's I think it I been? Jazz fest. I did a jazz fest show on you one time. But uh, yep. it's, it's been good. I just – writing uh, yet another uh, Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban story. Uh, Jimbo had a media op today, which was interesting and entertaining as, as usual. Uh, and uh, so that, that's, that's been fun. And, and, you know, they are uh, discussing a nine-game schedule up from eight games. But so far, mm-hmm. there have been no votes yet. Uh, Greg Sankey and Herb Vincent just walked by me in the lobby, and they, they said there were no votes yet. But, you know, could come come tomorrow. They've voted as late as uh, as Friday, but um, most of the coaches are, are leaving. They could do an AD mm-hmm. vote, but um, you know, just a lot of discussion so far, and a lot of uh, fun with uh, Nick and Jimbo. Yeah, let's 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 take Nick and Jimbo first, and, and I want to talk about your article that just came out because I just got it. Uh, and then, then I want to kind of get into, uh, for the audience, to, again, some of the things that may happen, may not happen. You and I have discussed over the last couple of weeks, but they're in Destin now to try to make these decisions now. So first of all, um, how's the, has it been, uh, how's the, the mood been between um, uh, Jimbo and, and, and Nick Saban? I mean, has it been, has it been contentious? Have they, have they ignored each other? Well, um I actually saw them cross paths in the in the lobby, but they legitimately did not see each other. Jimbo was on his phone and had his kind of back to where Nick walked by. But they have been in the same meetings. I mean, and and Jimbo did say in that story I sent you 
that, you know, they did talk a little bit, and, and he said that they talked about, uh, you know, the accusations Nick made. And he said, but they're, but they're moving on. You know, he kept saying that. But, um, you know, I, I think it's pretty clear Jimbo is a little, uh, you know, upset about it. I mean, he, he's probably not going to change. Uh, and, uh, you know, some they, they kept trying to say, well, well, Jimbo, do you regret anything you said? And he kept saying, no, I'm moving on. And it's funny because I'm moving on was a, was a saving, something saving popularized when he was at LA. Right. We're moving on. We're moving on. He yep. said that all the time. So, uh, but no, then at the then at the end we kind of got Jimbo on the side, and, and somebody said, well, 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 Jimbo, you know, October eighth when you when all this is you know several months old, you're going to be able to go up and shake hands with Nick and and uh, and have a friendly conversation. And he said, yeah, but you know, like, you know, we'll shake hands and then I'm going to whisper in his ear, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> but he says he does that with every coach, and he says he says sure. coaches do that a lot, like. They're smiling and shaking hands, but in the, but in their mind they're thinking, "I'm going to kill you." you know? mm-hmm. So right. he, he was joking about it. It was it, it was fun, you know. I, I think um, you know. And Nick said again yesterday that he that he shouldn't have singled anybody out at that speech he made back in May. So that's the second time he said that, which is kind of an apology. So yes, but uh, you know, Steve Spurrier and Bobby Bowden had these type things all the time, so all it just makes time. it more fun. It does. And, look, these are two guys. I mean, that's a protege when you talk about, uh, you know, Jimbo Fisher to Saban. Um, it's, you know, for, for the longest time, Saban owned his assistants, right? And we're starting to yeah. see a little bit of crack in the armor there. Sure. Yeah. yeah and, and, know, then, and now you look at him last year. Yep. Go ahead. And, and, and then you look at the, what happened with the, with, the, with, with the recruiting now, right? I mean, look, you and I have talked about it. Uh, NIO was there. Texas Sam was ready. Uh, and, 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 of course, they were able to deliver the recruits. Uh, yeah. Alabama yeah. was not to, to the extent that maybe Texas A&M was, and, and I think that Saban sees that and also sees the deep pockets of, of again, the schools from Texas because, by the way, the University of Texas is going to be part of the SEC very soon and, and realize it's going to be much more difficult for Alabama to compete just on the Alabama reputation of Nick Saban and winning national championships because money talks in a lot of cases, right? So, I mean, I yeah. think it was a yeah. – I think it was it was a uh, it was a it was a, a deliberate shot across the bow here, okay. I, I, Saban may not like the way it came out, but I think that it was premeditated in a lot of cases. Well, you know, he said what he said, so it doesn't matter what he may have meant. He said what he said, but I, but I do I do feel this, and, I, and I've written this. Um, Saban is is just very frustrated with with how the NIL works because there's there's yes. no guardrails in it and 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 that's what's real he's more upset with the nil than he is with jimbo i mean really jimbo i would agree is, 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 is jimbo is probably his favorite assistant coach you know that's what's so crazy about this because you know you know jimbo has a charitable foundation for uh one of his kids who who has a unique uh disease who's, who's good now but he had a, a disease as a kid and, and nick has contributed to that with money and and, and made speeches at the foundation mm-hmm. events you know so this, so these guys are you know they i'm not going to say they're real close but but he's as friendly with jimbo as, as any of his other assistants and he really helped jimbo's career when he hired him at uh at lsu and, and you won right. the championship games when alabama beat clemson jimbo waited outside the locker room for like 45 minutes just to congratulate Nick. So, 
and they and they had no problems when they were together on the LSU staff. But there's been some mm-hmm. reporting on that that I think is off. Uh, yeah, they I didn't had think normal so. normal disagreements. You can read about that in the story I just sent you. You know, they they argued over things, but but all great staffs argue. I'm sure Sean Payton would would explain that too. You know. But, sure. uh, but, yeah, you know, Nick, Nick is being caught up with. You know, Dabo beat him a couple times. Kirby Smart's out-recruited him. Kirby mm-hmm. Smart's beat him. Jimbo's beat him. Jimbo's out-recruited him. So, you know, the uh, the guys Nick produced, are, other than Dabo, are, um, are uh, surrounding him right now. Oh, and by the way, you got a pretty darn good coach in Brian Kelly who's coming coming back, who's coming to uh, to, to Baton Rouge to be able to rebuild that program. Uh, that that again, that Nick put the foundation on to what uh, you know we've lived off of for a few decades now, right? So, I mean, again, it's getting it's exactly. getting SEC is going to be tough and going to be even tougher when Oklahoma and, and Texas become part of the uh, group. Oh man, it's going to be awesome. I mean, you know, road trips to Austin and and Oklahoma hopefully soon, and uh, that's just going to you know, Alabama and Texas playing on TV. I mean, LSU at Oklahoma. I mean, those, those are going to be some, some cool games. And, and yeah. you know, they're, they're definitely moving away from the divisions. That's not going to have to be around in 2025. And, and Greg Sankey keeps stressing the fact that we need to bring schools to campuses they haven't been to more often. So you're going to see some of these ridiculous games like uh, – uh, South Carolina, Texas A&M play every year for no good reason. Uh, you know, you're just going to have a more variety of, of games. It's going to be fun. Now, with that said, because this is one of the things they're trying to, to, to hash out, at least preliminarily, right, uh, again, on what they're yeah, going to do going forward. Right. They're, they're gathering information now and discussing things and debating things. They're, they're not going to decide on a nine-game schedule this week, mm-hmm. I don't think. You know, they're, they're just they're discussing things and arguing about what, what would be best. Uh, I, I think you'll see some, you know, some movement probably within the next uh, several months or maybe even going into the next uh, spring meetings, which is 2023. They still got two years before they go, come in. Yep. So they got plenty of time. Now, on that note, there's been some talk that maybe, again, that there may be a buyout uh, with, with, uh, with the Big 12 and that Oklahoma and Texas may come sooner. Um, do, are you hearing that anymore? Is that still relevant at this point, or is there, are they going to stick this thing out until 2025? I asked uh, Greg Sankey and Herb that uh, over the last week in uh, in Hoover, and, and they both are solid that they're not going to start playing until 2025. You know, there, there was some feeling about that early on that they might come yes. in sooner, but I, I think, um, you know, it really it behooves both the SEC and, and the Big 12 for it to be 2025, so they both have time to, to adjust. You know, the, the, Big, the Big 12 probably needs more time to, to mm-hmm. find teams and get them in. Yes. So I, I think it, it won't be till 2025. And I'm wondering when that TV deal is up as well, because obviously that's going to affect things going forward uh, with the SEC and their TV deal by, by again, expanding and bringing in two, uh, two uh, programs like, like Oklahoma and Texas. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not sure the year that ends up, but that's just going to mean uh, more money. And, and, you know, 2025 is also the first year of the whatever the new playoff format's going to yes. be. So, so yes. that also makes sense that, both of those things are going to start in 2025, and uh, you know I, I'm 
I'm not sure about uh, the contract. It would have to be uh, changed, obviously, to include two other teams, but I don't, I don't know if they'll totally update it. Glenn Gilbo of um, Outkick.com is with us. Um, Glenn, uh, you talked about the – Can you hear me? Can you, can yeah, you hear we me? Got you. Serve's, getting, serve's getting loud. Yeah, yeah, okay. Just serve's rub it in. Loud. Rub it in some more me? now. Just, just go ahead. Rub it in. Just rub it all in. Yes, that's fine. That's one day. I'm, I'm going to be calling you for my vacation. I'll tell you that if I ever take one. <laughs> um, the uh, do you think that they talked about fourteen pods or rotating divisions? Do you think that might be part of the of the conversation going forward? I'm not on vacation. First of all, I'm working. Um, but, uh, <laughs> working yeah, vacation. The, uh, the the four team the fourteen pods really makes sense, you know, because mm-hmm. you know it's all mathematically uh, sensible, you know, four. 14 pods, 16 teams. Um, but that's going to be difficult to, to keep that fair, you know, because uh, mm-hmm. some of them have, you know, like, or a power four. Like, I think there's one model that had, uh, uh, you know, like Florida, Georgia, and Alabama in it. Um, but mm-hmm. um, it's going to be interesting to see how they do that because, you know, they, they have to figure – that that's what's really tough, and that was even tough back when they first went to divisions in '92. Because decided these are the six halves, and these are these are, these are the six half nots. Right. Uh, you know the halves were, and the halves LSU was listed as a half, even though they were in the throes of six straight losing seasons at the mm-hmm. time. Um, and uh, you know Vanderbilt and Kentucky were listed as as half nots, uh, and they made the, the schedule accordingly. You know, not putting too many halves on the same schedule. So they they're going to have to do something like that with uh, you know 16 teams, um, but um, you know it could be done with pods or it could be done in a in a rotation where you where you have uh, one permanent opponent, but then you play a, a second rivalry, maybe not every year, but but really often, you know. And I, I think they're going to do a good job of you know they should, a lot of teams have have two teams they they like to play, you know. So. Yes. But but after after but you can't get too carried away with it. So to, in order to have the best competition, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Glenn, Glenn. Also, is there been any discussion among the athletic directors and the coaches about NIL there this week? Uh, now, look, I, I know that's more of an NCAA thing, and they go state legislatures are involved in this. We've got we got a bill going through the Louisiana state legislature right now, which is supposed to help help LSU in terms of NIL. Other states, obviously, again, they have their own laws. I know that again, there was a group from the NCAA that went to to Congress recently, wanted Congress to be able to um, uh, to put uh, again more of a federal law out there to control NIL. I think the NCAA is going to have to control this animal on its own. But again, what are, what are the athletic directors and the coaches saying uh, at the meetings? Are they, are, are they coming with ideas to maybe, uh, I don't want to say, you know, have a restraint of trade here, but to maybe, again, make it an even playing field for all universities? Well, there's a lot of talk about NIL and the portal. I mean, there has been since last fall, you know, and, and uh, nobody knows where it's going. I mean, uh, Jimbo had a great comment about it he said he said the nil and the portal started last summer by going ready ordinarily you go ready aim shoot he said well they went shoot ready then aim you know they 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 just they went into it too early they didn't they didn't investigate anything they they just they just jumped in and there's been all kind of unintended consequences 
You know, it's, it's just a big mess. They, they don't know mm-hmm. what to do. The NCAA is afraid to do anything because there's a threat of a lawsuit. You know, and, yep. and, and I really feel like the NCAA is like, hey, this is what you guys wanted. You deal with it. You know, and um, I, I mean, you know, coaches have talked about having contracts for players because, you know, they can get this NIL deal and they can still transfer. Whereas when you get a mm-hmm. contract in the NFL, you know, you got to play out the contract as a, as a player. Sure. Um but there's a there's a lot of discussion, but nobody really knows what to do. It's it's uh, it's a mess. It really is. Right. And, and by the way, that's the old Jim Fink's, uh, you know, talking about uh, Mike Dicker, ready, fire, aim, right? <laughs> which was <laughs> which was one of the greatest lines in the history of sports. But it's so true, ready, fire, yeah. aim. We can we that can be used that that can also be used in politics. You can take that and use that in in a, in a lot of different ways. Sure. Sure, they didn't. They didn't. They fired before they aimed. That's what the yes, NCAA did. did with the transfer portal and yep. the NIL. And Mike Ditka fired before he aimed a lot, especially when he was with the Saints. <laughs> no doubt about that. That's for sure. Um, LSU heading heading to the Hattiesburg Regional. I ask you this first: Were they deserving of an opportunity to host? Oh, I think they were. I mean, Auburn's got a host site. That's ridiculous. I mean, LSU's better than Auburn. Auburn finished five and six. They they, they were at the SEC tournament for a day. Uh, that was kind of crazy. I mean, LSU has a better RPI than uh, than than several teams that are hosting. Uh, so uh, I, I think they deserve to host. Um, you know, and and it's they make so much money in Baton Rouge. You, you think the NCAA would want to do it? Right. I, I think That's every now and then, when the NCAA has a chance, they like to move one out of Baton Rouge and. And LSU is going to just take over Hattiesburg. I mean, that that place mm-hmm. is going to be full. Um, so they'll they'll probably make some money anyway. But yeah, I, I think they deserve a, a home regional for sure. What do you think about the regional itself? Again, Southern Miss, Army, LSU, Kennesaw State. Well, you know that that's that's kind of the reward for LSU not getting the regional. You know, they're 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 a number two seed on the road, but really close to home. And it's not a really difficult uh, regional. You know, I mean, Southern Miss is good, and they, they deserve a, uh, a home regional. And, and, you know, they could beat LSU. But, um, you know, when, uh, when, you, when you get that number two seed and you're close by, it, that's a pretty good settlement from not being a number one seed. So, so I could definitely see LSU advancing and – and I think they're paired with the Miami regional, right? So they, they would yep. go to Miami mm-hmm. for the Super. But if Ole Miss upsets Miami, which could happen, then um, I, I think the uh, then Ole Miss would have to come to LSU for the mm-hmm. Super because they um, it's not really written in stone how they decide that. You know, like they might just go with Baton Rouge because it's a bigger stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Jay Johnson has said that he feels like this team is healthier than it's been all season me, I think, long. I think, and he uh, thinks, I think Ole, usually they go with the higher seed for that Super Bowl. Right? I think Ole Miss and LSU are both two seeds. So then they can just kind of decide on a win. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and look, um, yeah, actually Ole Miss is a three seed, so LSU is a two oh, seed. Oh, okay. Well then, it, well, then it would definitely yeah. be at LSU then. Sorry. Yeah, yeah it would yeah, definitely, it definitely be at be LSU. At LSU. And, and I would think they'd want to bring it there anyway because of, you know, I mean, it's 10000 yeah. at the box. They're going to make money. Uh, you know, it's it's a historic venue. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why you want to be there, okay? Uh, but, you know, we're a little bit biased here in South Louisiana as well. Um, 
I did want to I did want to ask you about the team how they how they stand right now health wise because Jay Johnson I've heard a couple of interviews where he feels like he's got a pretty good shot here now because he's he's healthier than he's been in a long time. Well, yeah, he rested Jacob Berry for the uh, for the SEC tournament. He he should be back, and then um, Kay Doughty Doughty should should also be back. Uh, I think Jacob more of a chance than, than Cade. But you could see both of them playing. I mean, that was one of the reasons he rested them in the SEC tournament. So, uh, and I mean, that's two really good offensive players that LSU didn't have, and they lost only five to two to uh, Tennessee. I mean, those two guys could have made a big, big difference in that game. Yeah, I mean, again, look, we've talked about it on the on the program over the last few weeks. I mean, the the, the lack of of again a strong starting pitching. A rotation is really going to hurt the Tigers. They, they've been living off that bullpen. The problem when you get into one of these tournaments like that, and if you get into a loser's bracket, to come out of a loser's bracket and have to continue to rely on that bullpen. Uh, so, again, that, that's that's going to hurt them. Hopefully, again, their fielding is, is going to continue to improve because that's been a problem at times this year. And then, look, the bats got hot. I mean, we saw that against Vanderbilt, right? So they have the ability to hit the baseball. Yeah, it's, it's an offensive team. I mean, they, they don't have great starting pitching. And that's why, you know, I don't think they're going to get to Omaha. They've had, they've had good relievers. But it's, uh, you know, it's an offensive team that, that, that's going to get hot and outscore you. And maybe, you know, Dylan Cruz could get hot and just carry them in Hattiesburg because uh, he, he's that kind of a player. They're not going to win because of their pitching. Right. No doubt. No doubt. And look, let's face it, pretty good baseball being played here in Louisiana as always. You've got four teams that made it to the to the regionals, uh, which says a lot for a state the size of, of Louisiana. Yeah, and, you know, you've you got to give credit to, to Skip for that in a way because uh, he, he really agree. helped the, the, other, the other schools throughout his career. If, uh, he just made it more aware and put coaches in those uh, programs. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, – you know, well, he played them every year, so he made a point to he yeah. made it, those sure. midweek games. I mean, he built the helped build those programs. I mean, they had to build. It was an arms race to be able to try to stay stay again within within striking distance of LSU and really kind of put college baseball here on the map. And that's why again, a lot of us are, are looking forward to when your book comes out about Skip Burton because you know, again, he's really kind of the godfather of baseball, college baseball. No question. I mean, you know, Mike Bianco did great things at McNeese, Jim Wells at, at Northwestern State, and Smoke Laval at, uh, at Northeast, now ULM. Um, and, uh, you know, there's always been great baseball players in the state of Louisiana going to the majors. Uh, so it makes sense that, that they always have uh, good teams in the regionals and, and uh, or a, a number of teams in the regionals. And, and that's what we've seen, you know, two-lane two Got to Omaha. You've had uh, mm-hmm. ULL get to Omaha. ULL just right. UNO was uh, the first. Got, yeah, and UNO was the first, and ULL right. just upset in the uh, in the Sun in the Sun Belt Conference tournament. They're they're at a regional, so yeah, it's definitely a good year for Louisiana baseball. No doubt. Always appreciate your time, my friend. Thanks so much for joining us from Destin. I know, I know you got to go get go get a, a cocktail and a cigar, and you got to go hang out on the beach a little bit longer. Uh, and we'll live vicariously through you. Uh, but until then, tell us about what's happening at Outkick, how what you got coming up for us, uh, how folks can uh, can find you on Outkick, and how folks can follow you on social media as well. Well, you know, it is difficult typing on your computer on the beach because you know the sun gets <laughs> real shiny on your computer screen. It's hard to read. Yes, now, I know so. it is. Although I'd have to say, no, I don't know how it is. I've never brought a computer to the beach. 
<laughs> you can't kill it to sand getting your keyboard either. You know, that's, that's there you go. But, uh, no, um, the uh, just you know just put that story up about uh, Jimbo and Nick, and then we're, we're going to have more on the uh, some more features from Destin uh, tomorrow in Friday's paper, fr- or Friday's website, Outkick.com, and also I will on my way home. I'm going to be stopping in Hattiesburg to catch LSU's super regional game on Friday and and, and Saturday and Sunday if they play. So uh, a lot of a lot of um, more SEC meetings and then baseball through the weekend. Beautiful. And, and enjoy uh, Destin, my friend, and we'll talk next week. Okay, man. Thank you. Bye-bye. You got it. Again, the outkick.com uh, is the website, and at LSU Beat Tweet is how you follow uh, Glenn Gilbo and uh, his book about Skip Bertman coming out right around Christmas time. So, again, right around Christmas time, be a great stocking stuffer for those that are great LSU fans that uh, want to find out a little bit of the inside uh, baseball uh, of, uh, of the career of Skip Bertman. And I've been looking forward to it for a long time. Glenn put a lot of time and a lot of blood and sweat and tears into that particular book, so we're looking forward to it. Hey, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. You know, look, it, it, it's hurricane season. starts today, right? Uh, you know, my, my wife and I uh, met with a great company today, Acadian, uh, and we're talking about uh, getting shutters for our home, okay, we're gonna, because we want to hurricane-proof our home. Uh, you get to the point now where you live in South Louisiana, you're trying to do everything to protect your home uh, from, from, the, from the storms where it seems like we're dealing with year in, year out. Uh, an ace in the hole for me has been Burkhardt, okay? Uh, when you think Burkhardt, you think AC. But in some cases, again, what you should be thinking is a full-service company because they do so many things for you. One of those things, generous sales and service. Um, it is a prerequisite now in South Louisiana with the electrical grid and the problems we're having with energy uh, to be able to have a generator in your home or your business to keep the power on when the electricity goes out. And look, nothing worse than, again, having to deal with the storms we've dealt with over the last couple of years, having either either come back home or staying at home and being without power. Um, Financing is available for generators. You could finance it over time with low monthly notes. And, of course, at Burkhart, they're the experts, okay? Again, they have a crew that is set up. All they do is generators. Jason Burkhart is the lead on that, John's son. He'll come out to your home, sit down with you, do a consultation, and educate you on generators. Again, if you've already done the research, that's great. Because, again, then you know exactly what he's talking about. Find out, again, exactly how much generator you need for your home or your business to power it up when electricity goes down. And then, of course, when you guys come to an agreement, they'll put you on the calendar for a single-day install. That's right, single-day install. Uh, also, don't forget that new install quality check up to one month. Burkhardt does that for everything they install for you. And then, of course, you've got uh, the emergency service, which is second to none. 24-7, 365, when it's safe for the techs to come out and get you up and running, they are there. And there's no excuses because they have a warehouse full of all the parts you need for your generator. When it comes to generator sales and service, some companies will give you lip service. And, of course, when the generator is, is purchased, you never see them again. Not Burkhardt. They want service after the sale, service before the sale, and educating you on, again, the generator that may work for you in your home and your business. For a company you can trust, it's Burkhart. That's acpromise.com. acpromise.com. We'll be right back. New Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at NashFM1061.com. Country for life. 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by KFC. Biting into a sandwich is good. Getting the perfect bite of KFC's juicy, hand-breaded, 100% white meat chicken filet with tangy mayo, thick-cut pickles, and a buttery brioche bun? That's finger-licking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich in classic or spicy today. Prices of participation may vary. 
Delays are heavy on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. Also, look out for delays that are going to be solid if you're traveling on 10 westbound from Orleans to Canal. In the meantime, delays are solid on 10 westbound from Bonneville to just before the airport. On the 610 on the eastbound side, your delays are going to be heavy from Veterans to the 10610 merge. Look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling along the eastbound side of the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City connection with backup solid from Terry Parkway to the Camp Street exit. Look out for delays along the westbound side along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. Also delays are solid on the westbound side of the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. And look out for accidents General de Gaulle at Holiday Drive and also St. Anthony at North Claiborne. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. The uh-ohs are out there. Scratches, dents, unexpected natural events. But with Mako and their magic, your car is no longer tragic. So when life throws you uh-ohs, just say, Better get Mako. And go to Mako.com to book your appointment today. Don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire, family owned and operated since 1972 by the Piazza family. 
Uh, it's your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. First of all, the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, something for everyone's budget. That, that means something. Because, again, you're not going in there and having to buy the most expensive tire or the cheapest tire. You'll find something for your vehicle, again, that's within your price range. And then, of course, keeping that vehicle on the road, right? Uh, you've got um, um, ASC certified technicians, the same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership, you get at Southern Tire. And, of course, again, I can, I've said it before, I think there's even more diagnostic equipment because, again, the, Tony Piazza really invested in this diagnostic equipment, uh, again, that's, that's second to none um, when, it, when it comes to, again, your mechanic shop. Look, wheels and tires up to 30 inches, financing is also available. Uh, they are open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, um, also Saturday from 8 to 3. Uh, 504-737-1558. You've heard me talk about what Rudy Dixon says, and it's true because he's brought his car over to Southern Tire as well. They'll take care of you today when the other guys want you to leave your car for a day or a couple days. Again, they want to get you back on the road quickly. Um, you go to southerntire.com, check out all the service they provide for their customers, and, uh, of course, there's a diagnostic page there as well for you. You know, troubleshoot what's going on with your vehicle. And then bring it on over to Southern Tire and let the Piazzas, um, let them get you, get you back on the road. That's, again, Southern Tire. Hickory and Airline in Metairie, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. All right, this, this program is brought to you by the Katie's Family of Restaurants, Katie's Restaurant in Mid-City, Francesca by Katie's on Harrison Avenue, Bienvenue on Hickory. All are open right now for you to go out for a nice dinner. Uh, again, also don't forget uh, um, all three are open for lunch for you as well. Katie's is open for their, uh, their world-famous Sunday brunch. And coming soon, uh, back to... Um, um, Back to Bienvenue on Hickory, uh, they'll be having their Sunday brunch. As soon as we, you know, everybody's having problems with staffing issues, right? All right, uh, and the restaurant industry is no different. So, uh, but again, the quality of food, the quality of service is second to none. Get out there and enjoy a great meal at one of the Katie's family of restaurants. Really frustrating. I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, look, you know me. Uh, after being on the air for 20 years, uh, you know, I've done, you know, we started in sports, then we went to, went to um, recovery talk after, after Katrina. We did that for a few years. Uh, that was morphed into politics. We always kind of we, we kept sports as part of our programming um, on this program. And you know, at one point it was 50% sports, 50% politics. And then I got to the point where I just, you know, I got burned out. But I can tell you right now, I, I, I am so frustrated by, by what's happening in my city. And no, nothing more frustrates you than to find out if a child is killed on the streets of New Orleans. And it happens far too often, far too often in our city, where, again, innocent children are being gunned down in the crossfire. Uh, and then, of course, you know, in these celebratory moments. And I've, I've said this before, you know, again, this generation that does not uh, 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 pay homage, that they, uh, they don't understand or maybe they just don't care uh, about, again, our great traditions. And what, may, what sets New Orleans apart from other cities around the country and around the world? And a lot of those are, are our traditions. You know, some of those are festive traditions. Jazz Fest, Mardi Gras, French Quarter Fest, etc. And there was a time in this city where, again, you would never have a, a gun on a parade route or shooting off a parade route or any of the things that we're seeing now almost on a yearly basis. And here's another thing. You'd never have the type of violence that we see now that we've had in this graduation season. I mean, someone that, again, it doesn't matter what type of, uh, but what part of your education you're in, whether it's elementary, high school, college, whatever it is at that point, you've put in the time. It's your time to be able to, again, uh, you know, get the accolades for all your hard work. Family gathers, and, and we can't have peace. 
I mean, three different graduations during this graduation season, there's been violence, okay? Three different ones. Two of those had gunplay. Hammond up, uh, up, up at SLU, and, of course, this past weekend with Morris Jeff uh, out at Xavier. And, of course, we had the, the Carver graduation where, again, there wasn't gunplay, but, I mean, people were taking chairs and beating people with chairs at the graduation celebration. Absolutely unacceptable, ladies and gentlemen. Unacceptable. You know, a 80-year-old 80 grandmother was caught in a crossfire on, 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 uh, at, the, at the graduation uh, for Morris Jeff over at Xavier. Unbelievable. You know, we, we talk about this constantly, about, again, the, 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 the rise in, in the murder rate here. How even in, this, in, in, in a city, in, in a post-Katrina world now, especially now getting into post-pandemic especially, with the lack of leadership we've had since Katrina, that has allowed this to mushroom in, into the type of violence that we're seeing on a day-in, day-out basis. To the point that, again, that no neighborhood is safe from it. There was a time in this city when there were certain neighborhoods where you knew there were crime. There were certain neighborhoods there was never going to be crime. But you didn't have to look over your shoulder. You didn't have to worry about getting carjacked. We see the carjackings up. We're seeing murders up. We're seeing violent crimes up. Uh, crimes, again, that, that are being perpetrated by, with, with, with a gun. Seeing more women involved in criminal activity than we've seen in my lifetime. It's frustrating. And it's scary for each and every one of us out there. Because you never know. Look, these clowns, they're not sharpshooters, okay? They've got these, they've got these magazines on, 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 these, on these guns now that, again, that, that, are, that, are, that are shooting multiple bullets at a time, and they have no idea where they're shooting. They're just spraying the bullets all over, and whoever gets hit, gets hit. Collateral damage, they can, damage, they can care less. You can't even care enough to be able to, again, hold off on, again, whatever beef you have with someone at a, at, at a graduation where you know there's going to be collateral damage. You can't, again, uh, again take your beef elsewhere, again, than to be able to do it on, on or just off a parade route. I mean, it's got to, it, it, is, it is frustrating. You can't have a situation, again, where you're not going to have respect for, again, young children or the elderly. It's a different world we're living in, and it's not a world that I think a lot of us, again, want to have our children growing up in. Nor do we want to be in that situation, having to look over our shoulder constantly. No, it's absolutely frustrating, again, uh, to turn on the news each and every night, but it's even more frustrating for those that, again, that live in the city right now. And I've said this before, and I'll say it over and over again. Those that have the wherewithal to be able to leave will pick up and leave eventually. They will have had enough. Because the one thing, again, that, again, you can maybe get gouged for taxes, and people will, again, say, look, I live in the city, I'll take it. You might have the infrastructure that's crumbling and people are just, again, are so used to it. It is what it is. The lack of leadership. And I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to people's safety, when it comes to keeping your family safe, that's where the line is drawn. In a lot of, people, in a lot of cases, people will make a decision to move, and that's a sad thing for the city of New Orleans because I've said it over and over again. As New Orleans goes, the rest of the state goes. The rest of the metropolitan area goes. But we've got to get a handle on this violence, and we've got a... Mayor that is asleep at the wheel, and we've got a city council that's trying to do things, but again, there's an alternative, ulterior motive there in terms of, again, at least four to five of those individuals running for mayor uh, when, when Cantrell's uh, term ends. There has to be some real solutions to what's going on in this city right now, and unfortunately, there's no leadership there to be able to change it. 80-year-old grandmother killed at a graduation? Huh, come on. Children getting gunned down in the streets? Enough is enough.
All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock weekdays right here on 106.1 FM. Uh, today's program is brought to you by the, uh, by the Katie's Family of Restaurants, Katie's Restaurant in Mid-City, Francesca by Katie's uh, on, uh, in Lakeview, and also Bienvenue on Hickory. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie's. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opelie. Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. We offer a large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. In the market for a new set of wheels, at Southern Tire, we are your wheel experts. Choose from our large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing available. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Francesca is offering a menu that includes family meals, daily specials, delicious sides, award-winning pizza, New Orleans best burgers, poor boys muffaladas, and family recipes. A St. Louis-style deli with sandwiches and sodas. Wine and beer also available. Check out our menu online at francescadeli.com. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-266-2511. Dine indoors, dine outdoors, or use our delivery services. That's Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign just says, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you could put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. Tracy, line one is looking for a quote on a mini split. Crazy spring temperatures are heating up Dwight HVAC phone lines. Next week we're booked solid. If they don't find more technicians, they'll be in hot water. How are we down three technicians in the past three weeks? Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. You can schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard. Earn up to $500 in sponsored job credits by interviewing on Indeed. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. Dear Dad, this year we're making Father's Day extra special with the Untucket shirts that you love. Untucket has the styles that'll make your summer great, from wrinkle-free shirts to performance polos and more. They're designed to be worn untucked, so you can always feel sharp even at your most casual. Father's Day is June 19th. If you still need a gift, check out the new summer styles at Untucket.com or one of 80-plus Untucket stores. Use code DAD for 20% off your first purchase. Untucket shirts. Designed to be worn untucked. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. 
Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks to Ali Cassell, Sean Vazan, and also Glenn Gilbo joining us on the program. Rudy back at studio producing all of our great sponsors, including the Katie's Family of Restaurants. Thanks so much for, again, their, uh, uh, their sponsorship. Uh, Katie's, Francesca by Katie's, and Bienvenue on Hickory. Uh, as always, New Orleans, thanks so much for tuning in. The podcast will be about 20 minutes after our program ends. See you tomorrow to, on TV at 1 o'clock. Garland Gillen is my guest on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, back on the radio here at 4. And coming up next, Zoll Access with Ken Trahan. Joe Sherman, coach of Delgado, will be his guest. Thanks for listening to New Orleans. See you tomorrow, straight up 1 o'clock on TV, 4 o'clock on radio. My name is Eric Asher. From the dog catch to the governor, that includes the man. They all got to go. <laughs> <laughs>